Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. So with school out, what are we going to do with our children? Many of you probably are more organized than I am, and you got your kids in wonderful summer camps, and you've got them all figured out about what they're going to be doing and how they're going to be spending their day. Well, if you haven't, what you might be thinking is, okay, could I just have my kid come to work with me? Maybe they could volunteer. Maybe they could just help out a little bit, get a little experience. Well, if you listened to last week's episode, you know that wage hour laws are a huge potential source of liability for employers. And today we're going to talk about what you can do when somebody wants to volunteer to work with you. Okay. When is that okay? When do you get to have a volunteer who doesn't get paid, who doesn't become your employee? How does the process work? All right, first of all, remember, when you're dealing with volunteerism, you're dealing with folks who either want to come in and volunteer their time to get some experience, or you may have a regular employee who is looking at some event that you're hosting where they want to volunteer their time. So one of our very favorite clients is active at the state fair every year. Uh, Here in Sacramento, we have a state fair. It's held at the fairgrounds. It's super fun. You can have like deep fried Twinkies and all kinds of stuff. Super fun. Now, they have a booth. This particular client has a booth at the credit union, and they ask for volunteers who want to work at the booth. Now, what do you get if you're a volunteer? Well, you get to get in the fair for free. And you're only going to have a couple of hours that you need to work at the booth. We'll give you some snacks and then you go off along your way. You have your family meet you and you go to the fair. A few years ago, one of their employees said, I think you should have paid me for the hours I volunteered out at the fair. So we had to evaluate, all right, what would make that time that that employee volunteered compensable? What would make it time that needs to be paid? Well, there are several factors, right? First of all, and the most important, did the employee volunteer? And I mean really volunteer, right? Not volunteering like, well, Matilda, you know, it's it's certainly your choice if you want to work at the fair. But of course, all the managers will be there and it certainly would help you for that promotion you've been looking for. But I don't want you to feel pressured. You just go ahead and make your decision. It'll be purely up to you. That is not volunteering. There should be no benefit and no disadvantage to volunteering if you've got an employee who's usually paid for their work who's volunteering to do something on the side. Work at a health fair. Work at, you know, some sort of community event, whatever that might be. That's the first thing you have to remember. Is it truly voluntary? Second of all, of course, there can't be any negative consequences for their failure to participate. So you don't want to give someone an extra kick in their bonus because they volunteered at the health fair, right? Now, the other thing that happens with volunteerism is you'll get people, like I said, who say, oh, Jen, and I get this call all the time, my kid's home from college. Could you just have him work in your law firm for a couple of weeks and just give him a taste of what it's like to be a lawyer? You don't have to pay him. Just throw him a cookie every once in a while. It'll be fine. Here's the problem. 
if I'm going to benefit in any way from that person being in the office, and I guarantee you I will because I'll give them work to do. You know, I'll give them something to go research. I'll, I'll give them something to look into. I'll ask them to review a training program we have. If I benefit from that, they cannot work for me for free. It's not just volunteering the time. It's not just an internship or an externship, okay? Now, why is that? Because I'm a for-profit organization. If I were a nonprofit, if I were the United Way, Opening Doors, Sacramento Ballet, you know, one of these nonprofit organizations and an employee wanted to have their child or their nephew or a neighbor come to work and volunteer, that might work. If there's a nonprofit organization and that individual is not going to be doing the same work as an employee, but they're going to be doing something extra, right? That's an important factor that we look at as well. Is the volunteer doing the same work as the employee is going to do or is doing? When you have that situation, you also have something that looks a lot like we suffered or permitted you to work. Okay. And that is the definition of employee under California law. It's very broad. Did we suffer or permit you to work? Some of you might have seen this amazing lawsuit that was just filed in San Francisco against Walmart. Okay, get this. You know how Walmart has these self-service kiosks and checkout stands? Most of our grocery stores do too. So if you want to, you know, not wait in line or you want to show off your bagging prowess or you really want to scam things because it makes you super happy, you can go in that self-service line, right? Well, this lawyer is claiming you're an employee when you do that. Okay, get the argument. They're saying, listen, we're allowing you to perform work. We're allowing you to go through the checkout stand by yourself, which means our cashier, our clerk, right? Our customer service rep didn't have to wait on you. So you must be doing work. So you must be paid for that. That's a real lawsuit that was just filed. Now, think about it. If we've got to pay you because you went through the self-service line, then do I have to pay you for wandering up and down the aisles? Remember in the old days when you went in a store, you would just point to what you wanted and the person working in the store would get it for you. I used to love those I Love Lucy episodes when they would come out and they were trying on all the pretty dresses, but first someone else would come try on the dress for them, right? And they would be waiting in the beautiful dressing room with a bottle of champagne and the people would come out and, and wear the dresses. I Love Lucy, old movies, that's what they always did, right? Well, now you're fighting at the rack to find something in your size and go try it on and maybe you'll get someone to greet you at the fitting room, maybe you won't. Are you working? I don't think so, I'm not buying it. So. As broad as the definition of employee is in California, I don't think it's that broad. Having said that, we're going to all have to wait and see what happens with this Walmart case. Now, how does that relate to volunteerism? Because here's the deal. If someone's doing something for you and you're not paying them, you're treating them like a volunteer. And there are very limited circumstances when you can do that, right? We've already talked about you've got to be a nonprofit. Or... The individual needs to be getting school credit. So I could have somebody who wants to be an intern or an extern with me, and they're getting credit at school, so I don't have to pay them because they're getting a benefit, 
right? It's not enough to just benefit from the experience. They have to actually be getting some sort of a compensation, right? In that case, it's they're getting credit in school toward their graduation. By the way, they're paying for the credit, right? But that's the way it works. So whether you're talking about staffing somebody at an event who's already a current employee, or you're talking about bringing in someone who wants to volunteer, you need to be careful for all of the same reasons that we talked about when we discussed the regular rate of pay in our last episode, right? The wage hour liability that can come to you through private attorney general's act claims, class actions, individual claims with the labor commissioner, you don't want to go there. Now, when I was first hired um, for one of my first jobs, I worked in an office. My first job, by the way, was Leatherby's, which is a fabulous ice cream place here in Sacramento. It was best job ever. I got to eat ice cream and whipped cream and chocolate sauce all day long. It was amazing. Then I worked at Mrs. Fields Cookies in the old, old days where I got to make the cookies. We got challenged butter. We got eggs. We got brown sugar. So I make wicked cookies. Now I've heard, by the way, that it comes like pre-made dough. How sad is that? I wasn't volunteering. I was getting paid. Now I wasn't getting paid a lot, but I, I was getting paid. My next job when I worked in an office, the boss said to me, this is what you need to be able to do. It, it was a horrible job entering data into um, this database that they had. It was very antiquated. And, and this was a long time ago, by the way, of course. He said, this is what you have to do um, each day. And if you don't get it done, you can take it home. And I saw an opportunity for making more money. So I said, oh, I can take it home. So I'll get extra money for that. He said, no, you'll be volunteering your time for your lack of efficiency. Okay, that didn't last long because even as a 17 year old, something didn't feel right about that. What do you mean? If I'm working really hard, if you're giving me too much work or there's something I don't know that's making it harder for me to get this job done, you want me to work at home and not bill you for my time? You want me to volunteer? That's not going to work for me. How does this come up in hospitality and restaurants? Because we want people to try out, right? It makes perfect sense. If I'm going to hire you as a sous chef, you got to sue me up something, right? You got to cook me something. I, I, I need to see what you can do. How are you in the kitchen? Well, if I have you work on the line and prepare food for our guests, I have to pay you. Now, there's another way to do it, which is you're going to come in when the restaurant is closed. You're going to whip up a staff meal and we're going to see how it goes. We're not getting anything from that, right? So we're not selling that product. That could work. So the tryouts, the interview tryouts are another way that folks are misusing this concept of volunteerism. It's going to be a very rare situation when you can actually have an individual volunteer for you. And it's sad, right? Because I have folks who are retired who will call me and say, Jen, I really just want to come watch what you do. I, I want to come work in your firm. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I'd love to be able to do that with them. But I don't have a, a way to bring them on the payroll. And I can't do it as a volunteer. They're not getting college credit. I'm not a nonprofit. That's where most of us are going to fall. So I want you to think about this idea of volunteerism. Anytime you're about to ask someone to do something for you that is not going to be paid. Walmart excluded, right? 
I don't think Walmart has done anything wrong here by telling us if you shop at Walmart, you can choose to go through the self-checkout line. I don't think even California law can be twisted in as much of a pretzel to make that happen. Um, but I could be wrong. So we will wait that out and see where we go. So remember, your wage in our house has to be in order. Talk to you again soon. Have a great day. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.